There was a chick I was so into in high school, or you know, at the time for high school yeah. standards. And I, when I think of all the moments that I could have, that she was obviously interested in me, but I wasn't picking up on any of the fucking cues. Yeah. When I look back on that stuff, it's so easy to be like, oh, if only I had done all this shit. But dude, life worked out so great. Like, did it? or do you still think about it? I think about it every single day. It sounds like you. Still I'm thinking think about, about it right now. <laughs> I know. And again, I just did again. I just did it again. I just did it again. I just did it again. No, do but, this to me? but you know, you know what I mean. Like, um, I'll find you, girl, from Steve's high school. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo, and my name is Stephen Paul Green. And, and wow, the full shebang today, huh? My name is Nicole Alexandria Limo Limo Green, and I am Stephen Paul Green, and we are the Shit They Don't Tell You. We are. And if you haven't listened to us before, welcome to the show. Yeah, go ahead and rate us uh, five stars just right off the bat. Without yeah, don't listening even to us. just judge. Don't listen uh, yet. Just judge that intro. Just, what did you uh, think of it? Yeah, <laughs> do you like it? We give you our full names. Please don't stalk us. Thank you. Or do uh, you can follow us on Instagram at should they don't tell you and on Twitter at should they don't. Um, anyway, today we have quite a bit of questions to get through. Yes. There, so many of you have questions. Uh, and so many broken people out there. <laughs> so many broken people, and hopefully we have some sort of a half of a solution for you we're gonna tape it together for you duct tape this whole thing yeah uh so let's just get let's just jump into it i feel like phil defranco uh let's just don't jump say into, that let's that's just a, jump into it no don't say that that's his phrase that's his branding yeah uh i haven't i haven't pre-read read these questions did i say that right pre-read yeah i haven't pre-read these questions at all so yeah uh we'll just find out which ones we even want to answer while Lo- as we're reading through these Love it. uh the first one's from um let me just make sure she doesn't want to be anonymous uh, oh yeah she does want to be anonymous okay good good thing i didn't say her name uh love your podcast thought i'd write in a question if you do talk about the podcast could you please keep me anonymous Yes. I'm out of college for a few years and I can't help but think back about a guy I had a crush on in the last two years of college that I saw from afar through being in kind of the same major slash large college classrooms a couple times. He's a studious good guy type who every time I saw him left me with butterflies seeing his dedication and work ethic, which so far no one else has really made me feel. I didn't make a move back then, but I always tried to be near him, aka have a presence in a non-creepy way or I'd like to think. I'm sure he knows me by face, maybe not by name. Recently... I've been hung up thinking about him, probably because I've been single. I'm not sure what to do. I thought maybe I should start a chat with him on LinkedIn. (laughs) That seems super inappropriate. But that's probably the only way. He has a Facebook, but I don't think he's on very much. Slash, I think messages from non-friends get filtered out. I wanted to ask your opinion. If I should even message him via LinkedIn or Facebook, if I do this and he rejects me, I'd accept it. And there won't be any awkwardness or seeing him because he's also across the state from me. Uh, he is though in the same industry, but I don't think there will be a big, I don't think there will be big repercussions. I always hear people say, don't live with regrets, which this so far has been the largest one. I've tried to move on, but this thought has been lingering and I really just need some advice. Should I try or move on? Well, if there's no repercussions, what, like, you, you got literally nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. He lives half across the state from you. By the what, way. What could he possibly happen that's so bad? And that's if he checks his LinkedIn. Right. You might as <laughs> well just shoot your shot. Yeah. But treat it like it's like um, you're walking away from the basketball hoop and you're throwing the thing behind you and seeing if it goes yeah. in. That's all. But also, like, care. <laughs> like, want it a little bit. Well, sure. You know? she, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you do want it, but but I she feel... She obviously cares. Okay, let, let's say best case scenario. You shoot your shot, and just to play devil's advocate, like, you shoot your shot and it works. Um, 
It goes in. Nothing but net. Yeah. Nothing but net. He's like, oh, shit. I thought about you since the last day of school, too. And oh, my God. And I know your name and everything about you. Do you guys. Uh, he lives in a different state from you. So does that. Is that a problem? Because you yes, said, it's a problem. <laughs> she says that like um, the 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 thing she won't lose is she like there won't be repercussions because he lives in a state and I probably won't run into him blah 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 but that's also something that might stunt you from like forming a, an actual relationship yeah I mean well he's she's got to get past the like hi I know you or is back. it just is it just validation is it just uh wanting to know that it could have worked out yeah I think I think that she's building a little bit of a story in her head about like what could have been yeah uh and it is living with regrets to think about how I should have, could have done a thing. Yeah. Which is a super destructive thing you can do to yourself and to your own productivity to be like, man, if only I did this shit. Yeah, I think for your own peace of mind, definitely just message him. Yeah, for sure. Like like you said, you have nothing to lose and also it's like one less thing you have to think about. It's like, oh, I, I did what I could. The only thing that's in your control right now is that you can message him. Dude. And if you do that, then that's all. Everything else is out of your control. There was a chick I was so into in high school, or, you know, at the time for high school yeah. standards. And I, when I think of all the moments that I could have, that she was obviously interested in me, but I wasn't picking up on any of the fucking cues. Yeah. When I look back on that stuff, it's so easy to be like, oh, if only I had done all this shit. But, dude, life worked out so great. Like, it, or do you still think about it? I think about it every single day. It sounds like you. Still I'm thinking think about, about it right it. now. <laughs> I know. And again, I just did it again. 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 Why would you no, do but, this to me? But you know, you know what I mean. Like, um, I'll find you, girl, from Steve's high school. Nothing hampers productivity in your own life than thinking about what could have happened in the past. If anything, just use it to learn from. Right? It's like, yeah. Okay, the next guy that you see from across the room and he gives you those those floaty butterflies like feelings, fucking talk to him. Yeah. Why not? That's now awesome. you learn from this. Exactly. Uh, hope that helps. Hope he responds back and moves to your state, and you get married and have lots of beautiful babies. Maybe he's listening to the show right now. Yeah. Maybe he heard it and he's like, "Wait a minute, I know who this is." I know exactly who this is. And I'm going to reach out to her via LinkedIn. Yeah. Because that's where people or meet. Maybe we're connecting a completely separate couple right now. That <laughs> they, they both oh. think that we're talking about them since she's anonymous. That's fun. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, hi, Nikki and Steve. Your podcast is arguably my favorite. Oh, we won't argue. Arguably. <laughs> I know. We won't argue with that. <laughs> what high praise. I have a question about things we do or habits we have that we don't realize are weird. Uh, I can relate. Okay. First of all, I recently found out that I had odd toilet habits. How do I say this delicately? I don't think I swipe my butt correctly. <laughs> I would pull my balls up, bring my hand through, and swipe from back to front. What? Bart mentioned on a JK News episode that people do it the opposite way, swiping from front to back with their arms behind their back. Apparently, this is the correct way. Also, I do not sit on the toilet seat. Like, I cannot take a dump sitting on it. I have to sit on the toilet bowl. Is this also weird? No, this guy's fucking with us. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, he, the, Now, I was never potty trained and just figured things out as I went. So I wouldn't be too, too surprised if that was indeed odd. But finding it out via a random YouTube video made me question everything I do. Haha. <laughs> Have you got a similar experience when you find out that when you've been doing certain things the wrong way for a long time? If so, did it make you change that habit? Thank you and love you both. Oh, yes, I think there are many. But you think this guy's fucking with us? I don't know. I used to open door handles with a fork. So uh, you do hold your spoon, fucking weird, Steve. I do, I do. You hold That's your true. spoon but and I've your forks. But I've always known that, like a monster. You know how many people have like tried a to correct man. me? You know how people have tried to correct me through the years? Yeah. And guess how many people succeeded? Not succeeded, but never, I will continue succeeded. to shame you. 
Go ahead. You can try. <laughs> I'll continue. Listen, I'm a I'm a fan of shaming as a way to correct people. Yeah. This is why there are lightsaber academies out there where people fucking battle each other with light up swords, okay? Because for some reason, school stopped being cool with people being like, hey, this is lame. Don't do this shit. This is really dumb. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now that's called bullying. So I think there's a value to doing that and you, to you telling me I eat like Good. a caveman. It's very unsexy when you hold your fork like that. Is it? Yeah. It's unsexy? It's unsexy. <laughs> it makes me Are go, Are doing a bit or is this for real? It's like a half bit. Okay, I see. Yeah, it's like there's some truth to this bit. So when I'm like wearing my best shirt, yeah. looking all fly. Yeah. Got my wedding ring on. Yeah, it ruins it. Wow. What yeah. the Cheesecake Factory... I, I I fortunately don't watch you eat too much. Like I'm more focused on my food <laughs> and like the conversation that we're having. You have the benefit of being a great conversationalist. Thank you very so much. I find you to be so equally. I I don't focus on it as much. However, when I'm editing Tasty Tuesday videos, I'm like, God damn, what a fucking caveman. Hey, listen, I it, it could <laughs> my be worse. God. I could be part of a lightsaber academy. Okay? That's true, you and I would saying? bully you equally. And um, you should. Can I just say, Bruce, that if you were a female, you would have so many UTIs wiping this way. Yes. Uh, I'm glad that you learned. I don't know if you've changed your habits. Um, Bruce is hey, like, I'll bring the fecal matter up under my balls. Yeah, it would just stay there. And then also, if and when anyone does give you oral sex, uh, they're essentially going to probably eat some of your feces. It's not good. It's no bueno. Mm -hmm. I would say mm -hmm. I would say Stop. <laughs> I, yeah, other I would say stop doing it if you really did that also, shit, but I don't buy it. Okay, for so do you you sit on the toilet? He, he doesn't sit on the toilet seat. He has to sit on the toilet bowl. Even in public restrooms? There's no way. That's what I'm saying. It's disgusting. It's uncomfortable. It's cold. Yeah. It's strange. It's slimy. Yeah. Why would you do such a thing? I've fallen in a couple times when Steve forgot to put the toilet seat down and we used to share a bathroom. <laughs> but that was, and that was that. awful. I remember that, each time. It was traumatic. <laughs> so I've never had a roommate. Um, uh, for me, I was born pigeon-toed, or no, I guess I wasn't born that way. Um, I learned how to walk like super young. Like I started walking at six months old, and um, when you're that young, your feet either go all the way in or all the way out, and your bones aren't like formed yet. And so my feet went in in order to balance, and then they kind of like developed that way. And I always walked really funny, and I had no idea until like everyone made fun of me for it and so yeah it was kind of oh it was i just don't even i kind of blocked this part of my life out but basically everywhere i went my mom would be like straighten your feet straighten your feet straighten your feet straighten your feet and i had to like she would just yell at me constantly until i would, would straighten my feet and it was it's very unnatural and uncomfortable for me to walk the normal way but i do it because of the shame dude when I was in middle school, I'll never forget my. I was walking across the stage to do the stupid freaking graduation ceremony that they do for middle schoolers. So stupid. It's really dumb. It's dumb. So it's dumb. It's a waste of everyone's time. What? Why? It's You're, like. Because it's, there's it's no cute. significance to it. You get to dress up. Yeah, right. So then they played it back for me on the screen. My mom was like, I want you to see something. So then she shows me me walking across the stage, and I have a hunchback. I might as well like had a, had a hook back. It's because you were tall. Right. So I didn't know how to walk yet like that, like properly. Yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, never again. I will ne that this will not be me. I will not be this man. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, so you cared. I, yeah. So I walk very straight now. You should watch videos of yourself holding a fork. Next question, please. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, anyway, Bruce, I hope that helped. Yes. Uh, there's definitely so many habits that I've had and changed because of it being weird but also i would say if you if something that you do is weird and you like it it makes you happy don't don't change it just because of social pressure 
Um, Does it um, make you happy to hold a fork like that? No, it's just the way I do it. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. And if I was eating with the queen, no, I'm just I saying. Would, uh, I'm saying that like I have so many weird habits that I do that like if I stopped doing all of them, I'd just be miserable. You wouldn't be you anymore. I wouldn't. I'd be just a. Do you really want clone. me to be different, Nikki? You want me to change? What do I really want you to be different? Yeah. You want me to change, Nikki? You want me to stop holding a fork such yes. a way and change part of my yes. character? Okay. <laughs> just <trying>. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Uh, needing life advice, please, is the subject of this email. Um, hey, Nikki and Steve, huge fan of you guys and the podcast. Thank you, Leah. Okay, does she want to be anonymous? No, she doesn't want to be anonymous. Okay. Thank you, Leah. So Thank here's you. my question. Let's see if you can help me get my life together. LOL. I'll be 24 next month and I'm feeling a bit lost in life. I have a good paying job working at my uncle's restaurant that I've worked at since I was 14. Oh, wow. 10 years. Wow. Working at a restaurant. Man, I do. I feel you on those. Nikki's uh, got restaurant PTSD. Ooh, yes, I do. Uh, I think everyone that's ever worked at a restaurant does. Um, anyway, aside from when I went to school to become a dental assistant a couple years ago and decided that wasn't the career path for me, that's the only job I've really had i've had many hobbies like playing instruments photography special effects makeup gardening etc but i have the habit of getting discouraged and feeling like i suck at whatever i do that i quit doing it all together and get in a bit of a depression so i'm a kind of a jack of all trades a master of none haha i spent all of last year working almost every day so i could pay off fourteen thousand dollars of debt now that i've reached that goal i'm feeling so directionless and like i don't have a purpose since now i have the ability to save a shitload of money i'm thinking of just selling all my shit and doing a work Working holiday in Australia and just traveling around the world and vlogging slash blogging my journey and giving advice on budgeting and saving. I guess I'm just scared of taking the leap and really putting myself out there. I mean, you don't stay at the same job for so long without being afraid of putting yourself out there. What do you guys think I should do? Sorry for being all over the place, but I trust uh, Steve will have some very serious and not at all sarcastic advice for me. Anyway, thanks for reading. Sincerely, a very lost 20 something. My name is Leah, by the way. Thanks, First of Leah. all, Leah, how dare you? And how could you? <laughs> he would never, ever use sarcasm. Second of all, I think that what's great about you, Leah, is that you can, you set a goal and then you get shit done. Yep. You've already done that with debt. So you already have your goal for us. You want to go to Australia, you want to vlog, you want to uh, travel the world and vlog. There's your goal. So it's time to figure out how to do that. And you've already paid off the debt. So you know that you can get shit done when you set a goal. Yeah. So it's time to get this shit done. And honestly, like you're, you're young right now. You're 24. It doesn't, you didn't mention any relationships or anything like that. Anything that's like anchoring you down anywhere, like a marriage. Ugh, ugh. What? Wait, what? Just kidding. Or a dog. <laughs> yeah. A dog or any pets or anything. So yeah, I would say see the world, man. Like travel, do all that stuff. I think, um, if you said you one of your hobbies is photography and so yeah take pictures do a blog um it sounds like you have a similar thing that i have where uh, i get interested in a lot of different things and yeah. when i'm interested in that thing i research it a lot and i get really into it and then i drop it and do the next thing and i always felt like kind of a jack of all trades and a master of none too um but the fun thing about it is that you can get really passionate about something for a temporary amount of time like sticker and making like sticker making, like traveling and blogging. And you can you can do that and probably have a lot of fun with it. And one thing that I have really been learning the past five years, I'd say, is that fun is worth more than have, like finding the ultimate purpose. Uh, because I've been stuck in that for so long of like, what's my purpose? Oh my God, I'm failing everything. I can't find my purpose. I don't know what I'm doing. And you just... Man, you need to take a breath and you need to be like, hey, if it's fun and it's like putting more good energy into the world than it's putting negative energy into the world, then I would say fucking do it. 
And I think that the world, I think here's what you should do, Leah. You should go to Paris, Paris. You should go to a place called the Louvre. You ever heard of it? Louvre. Yeah, very famous museum. Go to where the Mona Lisa is. Take out your phone. Take a photo of that. Because the world needs more pictures of the Mona Lisa from people's Are phones. you allowed to? Oh, yeah. People, that's what that's all people are doing in the uh-huh. Louvre. I don't know. Taking never, their own never picture been. of the Mona Lisa. Look at me. I've never been. Right. Look at you. You've seen so many Mona Lisa pictures. Brag about I it. I Google weird shit. <laughs> Why do you Google that? No, I just find it so interesting that um, everyone takes pictures of the same shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's I guess it's your own proof that you were there. It's yeah. basically all it is. It's just evidence that I was here. It's a, it's a footprint in the sand, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So, oh, also, uh, with all this, trying all these different hobbies and stuff and being passionate about them and then dropping them, um, you'll find, I think through doing this, you will find the thing that you don't get sick of is probably your purpose. Maybe you that's really the, that's like- That's actually your purpose. Maybe you really like lightsaber fighting and you don't know it. You should try it. <laughs> I've seen some gems. Video wise, on YouTube, dude. But, shit but I am if like, someone was so passionate about lightsaber fighting, I bet they'd have a bomb ass YouTube channel because I'm. I would disagree. My, people that are interested in something are interesting. Oh no, for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, they're they're interesting. You watch what they're doing. It makes it even more interesting. Your watch like, time on those lightsaber videos is, is 100%. So I'm getting ads now in all the other websites that yeah. I attend for me to buy lightsabers. So who's the dummy? <laughs> who's the dummy? No, what are you talking about? Well, you're the one watching the whole 20-minute video. Yeah, but I'm not watching it because <laughs> I'm interested in the business opportunity. It doesn't matter. It's so fun. <laughs> I really recommend it. Oh, and they and sometimes they set it to music and uh, and they take it very seriously and they look at each other like they're about to kill each other before the fight and after the fight. It's very fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're young. You're free. You don't have any debt. You have extra money. Do honestly take this opportunity to Build do a lightsaber whatever today. makes your heart freaking flutter. A, a lightsaber. Agreed. It sounds like you really, you know, you're like a Let's closeted lightsaber person because I'm a like closeted you, lightsaber. Yeah, person? like you really want to do it, but no. you think it's so dumb that mm-hmm. like you, you're scared to be made fun of. So you uh, like just make fun of it. But really, it's something you really want to do. <laughs> you think I want to be a lightsaber person? Yes. Yes, I do. So wait. So when I was making fun of the you guy. You won't stop talking about it. Why? Well, um, it's my current thing. You're obsessed. What did I used to talk about? I used to talk about the guy who would, who, he would go like. He would uh, jump on UPS trucks and then he would roll under cars <laughs> while the driver goes into houses and then comes back because he's training to be a real life superhero. Yeah. <laughs> and he needs this training so that when he does, when he's on quote missions, yeah. he's able to um, use utilize all of his skills that he has honed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he started his own group of like, you know, fucking neighborhood Avengers or whatever. The yeah. Hell. So that was my former obsession until in a related video mm. through watching all that stuff because i watched just about all of it yeah i found this okay and this is my current favorite okay steve doesn't want to be a lightsaber person listen i'll do it for the bit yeah you know i will no you'll cover it with saying that it's a bit for so sure wait, you think i want to um <laughs> yeah. build and and yeah, dress do. up like a jedi and fight someone in a parking yes, lot i do <laughs> I wish I did. Dude, we were watching like how they, how they build lightsabers at Disneyland, and Steve's like, dude, I'll do it with you. I'll do it with you, Nate. No, no, no. And Here's he's, trying, he's no. really trying to get that so, lightsaber, but trying to pretend it's a joke. No, no, no. So the video <laughs> is of this, they have videos from this new Star Wars land in Disneyland, right? 
And these people, I sent this to Michael, my buddy, too, because I just couldn't believe. I was like, dude, you have to watch this and let me know when your stomach is just so clenched up from like the cringe. cringe that you can't go on. And he's like, dude, I watched the whole thing and I think that a new word should be invented to describe these people. Like, and, and, and it's just that cringe level. Like, yeah. it, it's R. Kelly's trapped in the closet, but like condensed into 20 minutes. Because, like, wh- how, what do I love about R. Kelly's trapped in the closet? You've been there with me. We watched it twice in a row. Yes. Because I love that feeling of like, of oh, God. Yeah, you love cringe. And so this is like, the NASA of cringe. I see. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. these people, they, they all show up and the guy puts on the white vest and they're like, we're going to fucking, we're going to advance humanity into cringe levels that we never thought was mm-hmm. possible. And that's the beauty of all this. Yeah. So yeah, when my brother is saying, he's watching with me and he's like, oh man, he's like, Nate's like, I wanted to do this, but he's like, oh man, I didn't know they're going to put you through this and like have a guy be like, you will be uh, the chosen one and all this shit. Dude, Nate's I'm surprised like, you never joined an MLM because I did it for two years and holy... The cringe, <laughs> holy right? Holy balls. I know. I, I want to write a show about it because it I'm was in. so good. I love all this. Uh, so okay. real quick, real quick. So what? then um, Nate was like, I don't think I could do it now because they make you do the ceremony and all this shit. Right. And I was like, dude, I will do it with you. I wasn't saying I will build a lightsaber with you. They let you stand behind the person. I will stand behind Nate and... You know, fucking be in the room for the cringe. Okay, okay. You, and know, you better like, believe I'm okay, a fan of that. Sorry for accusing I'm you. First in the line. I should keep my opinions to myself. Anyway, next question: Marriage advice for a husband with no friends. Hey, Nikki. Before I get this started, you're literally my favorite person in the world. Oh my god! Thank you, Bert. I hope your mom doesn't see this. That's weird. Um, your transparency really makes me, and I'm sure the rest of us limo riders, as I call us. No. <laughs> That's no, cute. No, 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 no. Follow up with you. And Steve's just a hottie, so his looks are why I love him. LOL. Anyway. What a sarcastic fuck. <laughs> I'm 26 and have been with my beautiful wife since we were 14. Well, as of late, uh, attention from her has been hard to come by, to the point where I've belittled myself to practically being her little butler boy with hopes in earning attention I've gotten er, in earlier years although i know a long-lasting relationship has its highs and lows i've tried to talk to her but just getting her to look at me and off her phone has become has becoming and increasingly off her phone? yeah to look at him and get and not her phone oh, off her, her phone yeah i see yeah and off of her phone is becoming increasingly frustrating i i love this woman down to the bone and the last thing i want is for us not to last coming from someone who is married how do you think i can rekindle her love for me signed your super cool fan from texas albert Oh, Albert, this breaks my heart. Like, honestly breaks my heart um, because I think that there are, like, periods of the day when I do this to Steve, but never, like, a long-term time. It's usually, like, when I'm really fucking busy and he's, like, in lovey-dovey mode and I'm like, I can't pause my brain to be in love mode and then switch back to busy mode. I have to just, like, stay in busy mode or else it's going to, like, interrupt everything because I could just easily slip into, let's fuck everything and and just watch Netflix and have sex and stuff. That sounds tight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, like, so I have to stay extremely focused and then sometimes he tries to interrupt me and be like i love you so much and i'm like fuck off right now um yeah so i definitely do that and i have been cold to him throughout the day but not like <laughs> for not like for a long period of time no not for days yeah time. not for like days it's and just years. there are particular moments yeah. of particular days no look i mean uh, and that's because we work from home and we work together so we, like yeah. if i went to if i left home and went to a job I would be able to stay on task and then come home and have mm-hmm. lovey-dovey time and, and there'd be a separation. But since we're both at home, 
it's very hard to like see that line when it's happening. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, let's. And help a lot you of out. my stuff can be put down, and Nikki's stuff is schedule based. So, so it's just we just have different. Yeah. Uh, Mine's very timeline schedules. oriented, yes. deadline oriented. Yes. Stress. Full to the full degree. oriented, yes. Yeah. I try to do like mindfulness shit. So sometimes it looks like I'm not busy because I'm trying to like undo the stress. But then that's also a part that needs to happen. Sure. Um, But yeah, let's talk about not having attention for years because that's, I feel really bad. I mean, I assume he's talked to her about this at some point. Yes. I I think that that's the first step. If you have not already tried to communicate this, you should definitely like have a conversation and and not not like offhandedly when she's on her phone like try to tell her but say like hey i need to talk to you about something it's really important when do you have time and make sure you have your her full attention when you do bring this up um and, and you if, could and you could also do a little bit you're like you know when do you think you'll have time when you're not on your phone um don't do that be nice yeah no, 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 attack little, her while you're tiny, while you're bit. asking for time yeah, yeah attack nice. her or you could just text it to her because then she'll probably see it what do you think of that? I don't know. I guess, I mean, I have to do that. Sometimes I email you because you're always on your computer. See, that yeah. works. Yeah. Um, so how would how would you, if you were in this situation? Confrontation. You have to yeah. say how you feel. Yeah. You, you, always. And then um, if they're not willing, if they're not willing to show any sort of movement or improvement, mm-hmm. then yeah, you got to bring it back up and that sucks. I would look at your sex life too because I find the times when I'm like most coldest to Steve and this is so subconscious, but mm-hmm. until I realized that we hadn't had sex in a while. Yeah. But I feel like I am colder when If it's we been haven't... a week, you're colder for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's weird because sex would solve it, but also I don't want to have sex because yeah. I feel cold. I feel distant. Yeah. I feel like not as connected because we haven't had sex but also like the sex is what fixes it so i would also like look at your sex life and maybe try to have like a romantic date try to schedule we try to do a date night once a week Mm -hmm. and it kind of it's really good for resetting any work stuff busy stuff uh distraction stuff it's really good good for us to like have a time where there's no phones and we just enjoy each other's company for like two hours yeah and we'll go see a movie or we'll go to dinner or we'll... And then depending on how well I do, it stretches into three or four hours. Yeah. Or if I get too drunk, then it kind of minimizes that. <laughs> yep. Then I just take her right up to bed. <laughs> but it's always something that makes me feel more connected to Steve. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it's good for rekindling and stuff. And you could use those opportunities to remember how it was like to just date. I know you guys met when you were 14, which was like hella, hella young. But Crazy. maybe in some of those years where you were getting more attention from her... Um, like, were you doing something? Were you passionate about something that you could share with her? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's really sexy is like when you have something to bring to the table. Like when we don't just show up to a date and like, what do you, how was your day? Oh, it was whatever. <laughs> how was your day? Uh, I don't know. I have nothing interesting to say. It's really fun when we both have been doing something else separately for the week. And then we both have completely different thoughts to share at the table. And then we get to discuss them. And yep. um, I love hearing his thoughts on different things. Even his stupid lightsaber fucking stupid obsession that he's just now about? gotten into. <laughs> I, I, I like hearing about it is what I said. You like my cringe sessions? Yeah, because it's you're interested in it. And you. you're passionate about it. And it's, it's fun to hear about something that someone's interested in it just is like just how i'm 
I get into sticker obsessions, you know, and like I'm looking up how to make the best stickers. And uh, when I find something that I think is an incredible discovery, I like to share it with somebody and it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah. And oh, another thing is um, maybe I don't know how you're doing on time or money or whatever, but maybe just book a little vacation, like even a weekend getaway somewhere that neither of you have been before. I love going somewhere neither of us have been and then just like getting each other's raw thoughts about it. It's a blast. It's one of the best things you can do. we usually have the same point of view, but even when we don't, it's like fun to hear like, why doesn't he have the same point of view as me? Exactly. Yeah. And I I also think that there's something cool about, um, I don't know, time away from your wherever your living situation is. Like her routine is like part of, her phone's part of her routine, right? So if you pull her out of there, um, and just go somewhere different, it changes the kind of the rhythm of what you do and it gives you more of an opportunity to connect. Yeah. Yeah. And also this could be the case too. I don't know your wife or your whole situation, so I'm just making like stabs in the dark here. But uh, you said that you are, have belittled yourself to the being her little butler boy to get it attention and with hopes of earning attention. Maybe, you know, she needs space. Um, mm-hmm. You could be coming off as being a little clingy yeah. and sometimes... We, we need to miss each other. Like I need enough space so that I miss seeing him mm-hmm. and I miss, I can't wait for date night because I haven't seen him for the past, you know, day or yeah. a couple days or we haven't had to, we haven't gotten to spend quality time together. But I need that period of not seeing him or not like having him always around in order to like miss him. Mm-hmm. And, and so sometimes maybe she's going through that and because you're constantly there and like, what's wrong? Why aren't you paying attention to me? Did I do something like, you know, yeah, sometimes it, it makes it worse for you. You don't know it, but you're making it about you, but you're acting like it's for her. That that's, that's a big thing too. Like yeah. when part of clean culture, man, people being clingy people is that you need something, but you're, you're like being her Butler boy because you need something. Mm-hmm. Right. So giving her that space makes it not about you. You're just letting her kind of deal with her shit. Dude, yeah. people who are on their phones all the time, man, like, and I, I've done this obviously, but they're they're usually trying to cover for something or they're trying to prolong something or procrastinate something. Like, it's not like, I don't know if she's having a blast on that thing. Yeah. I, th- I think you should maybe try to talk to her about what's going on with her. Yeah, I think communication would definitely help you at least find the root of everything nobody who's on their phone that long is having a blast they're probably comparing themselves to other people yeah, or some shit i agree yeah it's so true yeah um all right well albert thank you for writing in i hope this situation improves for you and um i wish you the best of luck i hope you he loves her i hope you guys stay you know rekindle that fire and stay married for a long time same even though you're very quite sarcastic to me and i don't appreciate it <laughs> I don't know if he's being sarcastic. Maybe he does think you're hot. I'm just I'm Why don't you accept some compliments, I guy? I can't. Uh, this is from Nancy. It's not really a question. Uh, her title is A Little Drug. And she says, I just wanted to say whoever demonetized Steve's channel is a little bitch. I love Steve <laughs> I like so you. much. He does come off a little aggressive at times. <laughs> but after like three podcasts slash five videos, sorry, I still binge watching your channel. I get his humor slash personality. P.S. I love you too, Nikki, so, so much. Oh my gosh, Nancy, get drunk Nancy, more often. Write us anytime you want. We love you, Nancy. <laughs> what are you drinking over there, man? Yeah, w- I wish I had some. one. Dang. Uh, we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. All right, here's a little bit. Uh, oh, actually, let's take a break really quick. And when we come back, I got a kind of a long one for you. Hello, we're taking a break from ourselves to have ourselves talk about ourselves. So thanks for listening to our podcast. We really hope that you 
like, favorite, and subscribe. But most importantly, you give us five stars on the on the podcast app that you are on. And give us a cool review if you like it, because we like you, and we but, hope but, you like but, it. But even if you don't, just give us five stars anyway, because we need <laughs> you it. You sound so desperate. No, listen, we really need <laughs> you it. You sound so No, look, maybe desperate. It, look, it's a tough time out Please there for podcasters. Please help my husband. He's very sad. If we don't get five stars, dude, you don't even know what's going to come down on me, man. I, I, and we'll, I owe money. The, listen, okay. I'm in deep, dude. I, I gamble. Okay, no. We're Look, done. I need to win. Thank you for listening. We hope you like this. We really appreciate your ears listening I'm going to back this. To the table tonight. I'm gonna get on yeah, back. no, you're no, not. I'm gonna get it you're back. Not. Okay. I swear. That's enough. Enough out of you. Hello, we're back. And this is kind of a long one from someone who'd like to remain anonymous, but I think it might help people um just from the brief intro that I've read. We'll call you um, long winded. Yes. To help. Yeah. Hi, long, hi, long-winded. Thanks so much for your time, love. Should they don't tell you, I always try to my best to catch Tasty Tuesdays. Oh, thank you. Uh, you guys are honestly so inspiring, and just listening to how genuine you guys sound when answering these questions inspired me to ask you guys for help. Wow, thank you. Wow. I'm glad we sound genuine. We are genuine, um, especially when I tell Steve he should change the way he holds a fork. But this is going to be long. I'm pouring my heart out because I feel trapped. I'm 21, and I feel like a complete u- a complete loser. Five years ago, I got out of my first relationship that was five years long. Oh, five years ago. Whoa. Five, first okay. relationship, five years long. First okay, relationship so, so was st- five So the years. relationship started 10 years ago. So it started when you were 11? Wait, wait, wait. Read that again. Okay. He's 21. He feels like a complete loser. Five okay. years ago, I got out of my first relationship that was five years long. So that's 10 total years. Wow. So that's oh. So you started dating when you were 11. Pretty sick. I don't know if I would... That's a cute like starter relationship. I don't. Th- I don't think you should base your feelings off of that. But let's continue. Okay. Long story short, we were doing long distance after our fifth year, and she cheated on me. What sucks that acquaintances were telling me she cheated way before she admitted to it. After the first year of our breakup, I went into a depressive episode. As a kid, I never really tried in school, and I was always a shy kid, always trying my best to avoid people. When I started dating her, I was through the moon. I was young and awkward as fuck, but over time, I opened up and started being more involved in my school. I ran for class offices, joined clubs, tried to meet new people. What kind of sucked, though, is our relationship continued as... As our relationship continued, our roles switched. I was once the awkward one and overly attached to it being her being that way. I couldn't be the outgoing person that just now that I had just now started to become because all she wanted was me and only me. I was for sure in love and she was the love of my life. Of course I'm going to think that way. I'm young, stupid, and she was my first. So I became the dude who ghosted all his friends to spend as much time as possible with her. I was about to graduate high school and leave her behind. Ever since my depressive episode, which I honestly never expected to happen, I was so numb to the world. I felt like a ghost in a shell. I wanted to harm myself just as a reminder that I could feel things. I get that. I finally got out of that. I somewhat feel myself after a few years, but I know a part of me has died somewhere. It's kind of scary. I used to remember everything that happened before, and now I remember or I remember all the little things like all the dates we've had to the time I was a kid who was afraid of people. Now I can barely remember them. I knew how I was before, but it's all blurry now as if none of those things ever happened. And I've been reverting back to that scared kid who sits in his rooms, beating myself up for small talks. I, or for just small talks I tried to have with people because I was so awkward. It reminds me of Nikki told the story of how her dad would get mad at her for not for doing stupid things and how she became like that. My dad is the same way because I guess what? He's also Filipino. <laughs> that makes sense. 
But not only am I struggling to find my footing with making new friends and meeting new people, I can't get anything done in school. I try to get stuff done, but I just don't want to do it. I'm scared of something and I just keep running away. I failed so many college courses just because I didn't show up or didn't do the work. I'm in so much debt and on the verge of getting kicked out of school. I'm in the cycle where this semester is going to be different and I fail a class or I get an, an academic probation. I need to push myself. I know it, but I just can't seem to do it. I guess my question is, how do you keep those things from the past haunting you and allowing yourself to not to let your thoughts and emotions control you? I really just need to get out of the cycle if, if I'm going to do it. This is the time and just being back to square one and being like, how come you didn't push yourself and do the things you said you were going to do? I think a lot of people do this to themselves. Yeah. I was actually just talking to a friend about this uh, last night um, because she feels like she... Um, uh, made a lot of mistakes uh, with her life and and she holds all those mistakes against herself and uh, it's so hard it's such easy advice to give but you really are only who you are today and who you are tomorrow like everything that you've done up until this point you have zero control over so it's really frivolous to to try to sit there and go man when I was like this I was so sick when I was like that I was that was the best time you know yeah. what I mean it doesn't help it's not it's not going to help you do anything. It's just going to make you regret things. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and um, the the story that I told that he was talking about, about um, like my dad would get mad at me for not doing stupid things. And now I constantly think like there's always a panic inside me that I'm dropping the ball somewhere. Like I'm not I'm going to get in trouble because like something I forgot is going to come back and haunt me and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that's just like that's a lot of like mindfulness stuff. I mean, I think mindfulness could really help you um, in the way that it gets you to just be your the present in the present. And like you were saying, you can't control the past, right? So you just gotta you just gotta start over and like actually let it go. And you're starting at square one. Just start at square one. Just be here now, and then be like when you make a little bit of progress. Don't be like, oh, but I used to be so much better. Yes. Like be like, oh, this is more progress than I had yesterday. So like really allow yourself give, give yourself permission to start over and that i feel like lets you let go of all those things that are haunting you dude it's it's all about like who, who what do you want to do tomorrow you know what i'm saying yeah like not to brag okay but i recently beat nikki at mario party okay <laughs> it's kind of a thank kind of, god i thought the deal. world was gonna shatter if so, steve didn't beat me once I could easily look back on all the times I've lost in a game art party, which is like insane. It's a pretty insane amount, yes. But since I beat her, um, I don't really know where I was going with this. I just wanted to say that I beat her at Mario Party. <laughs> You're a new person. Yeah, no. Yeah, because I, you I, have a different story now. Your story yes. used to be, I can never beat Nikki at Mario Party. Right. And now your story is, the last time we played Mario Party, I fucking won. Who won? You. Like the, the, I'm telling, saying the, your story. Yeah, we got that right. Yeah, good. Your story, one to uh, out of one hundred, is a pretty. It's pretty good. It's more progress than zero out of a hundred. But, but good see, job, Steve. But it, excuse me, because <laughs> now I can look at it like yeah. I've climbed that mountain. I I've been the top of Everest. Yeah, I was trying so to it's... give you that, but then you were putting it in my face. So like, let's if you put it in perspective, you only won one out of a hundred. What I'm trying to say, um, anonymous, <laughs> is you just get really good at Mario Party. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to get real good at it, and. Um, It'll help you. It helped me. 
Mario Party, I always say, is a great analogy for life because you're playing all these little mini mini games and you're stressed out about it and you're gathering stars and stuff and it really doesn't fucking matter. Like, because at the true. end, you get stars for ridiculous shit that you didn't even mean to do. That is like so true. landing on green spaces. Bonus and spaces. fucking getting, getting the worst luck that who happened. Who the most items who, gets a star who had the best, in this insane the world best, we live in. The uh, best friend during it. True. The best ally. Yeah, the best ally. What is that even? You know? And how do you know? Well, think about it. In life, maybe, no, you, you're right. maybe you do win by having the best allies. You know, and it's shit that you just don't even think that matters, that does matter, and the shit that you think matters doesn't matter. It's shit and that almost like, like what that they don't even like tell you. Yeah, shit they don't even tell you. Yeah. It matters or it doesn't matter. And what I'm trying to say is if you have a goal and yours is like to uh, not get kicked out of school or to... Um, you know, finish a college course. Just have like a small goal and that is your only priority. Start there, you know, have that one goal. Maybe it's not to get, maybe staying in a class is too big of a goal. Maybe your goal should be, hey, I want to um, run a mile every day. Mm -hmm. Just do that. Just focus on that one thing. And when you are able to accomplish that, you build confidence a little by little that you and you gain trust with yourself because what happens when you continually make promises to yourself and you don't follow through on them is you start not trusting yourself mm -hmm. as you would any other person who made promises to exactly. you and didn't fulfill them. So what you need to do is make little tiny promises to yourself that you know you can fulfill and then you fulfill them and it starts to build that trust again and that confidence that you can do that. Dude, and then you can do bigger things. Go to Target, $1, buy a fucking little planner and then write down what you're doing tomorrow and just keep on writing down what you're doing tomorrow i use sticky notes on my computer and that's free so but but yeah but you know like having accountability for yourself like yeah. what i need to do it, it it really is just the beginning building block to getting shit done and knowing what you do the minute you wake up yep. knowing what you need to do um i also back in the day i would have like a let's say a monthly goal right and then each day uh, or and I have weekly goals or whatever to hit those monthly goals. And then each day, instead of writing a to-do list, which would stress me out and give me anxiety because if I didn't check off everything on the list, then I felt like a failure. I would write uh, after the day was over, what did I do to achieve those goals? Mm -hmm. So it was an accountability still, but it was like, what things did I do that day? So I would try to do as many things as I could that day. So at the end of the day, knowing I could write all those things down and be like, I did this today and I sent in my headshots and I did blah, 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 got my demo reel done, made an appointment with the dentist. You know, I wrote all of those things down and that actually built my self-esteem up more than a to-do list where I couldn't check off all the boxes. Dude, so uh, past couple weeks, I've been working on budgeting a movie and hit a huge setback this past couple days because the budget is just way too high for the script that we wrote. The budget's to, too damn high. It's too damn high. And we, and we wrote it to be very small. So it's one of those things where it's like, you could just throw your hands up and be like, fuck, like we fucked up. But instead of that, everyone's attitude and this group of guys that I'm working with, um, everyone's like, how can we figure out like how to fix this and how to do it right? Yeah. Instead of just being like, damn, we fucked up. It's like, okay, now we know what where the wall is. Now how do we, you know, work around it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's great. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, so, you know, Hopefully this helps you. Hopefully, you know, just start start small. Start small and don't beat yourself up, especially not about the past and things that you can't control. 
And don't buy any Mario Party before the seven Mario Party Seven or or, or Nintendo sixty four Mario Party. What? Nintendo sixty four Mario Parties are the best. Yeah, but you can't buy those anymore like easily. Well, you don't say don't buy them. Well, no, but I'm saying the new Mario Party is the best one, and uh, don't buy the the previous Mario. Oh Parties. wow, you think the new Mario Party is the best one? I do. I have some qualms. I think Mario Party three for N sixty four is the best one. Well, they had more lands. I do like. They I had like more how lands. they have more lands. I like that a lot. I like that quite a bit. And I like that you could duel. Anyway, I have oh, much true. to say about Mario Party. Okay. But uh, next question. So this, uh, I don't know if they want to be anonymous. Um, they didn't say. So we'll just keep it that way for now. Hi, guys. Writing this in the hopes that I get some mom and dad wisdom to the next time you do a and a I'm guessing you're from the UK, uh, <laughs> mom. I'm 24 years old, turning 25 this year. Oof. Tender. Have I talked about how 25 is the worst year on this podcast don't yet? Don't say that. I don't She's think asking I, for advice well, already. Just, uh, well, I would have liked to have been prepped. I would have liked to have known. Oh, my like, God. Like, this year is going to suck. Do you know, like, in some countries, they take a gap year at 25 because it just straight what? up sucks it's for like everybody. It's like number 13 in a hotel? Yeah. It just straight up sucks for everybody. No 13th floor, no 13th No. D- if you had a great year 25, let us know in a comment because I have not yet met any one person who had a great year 25. I can't. The problem is I can't differentiate the years. I don't know well, what. Too when, old now. I don't know what memories tied At to 26. At 26, you should have done this, but whatever. Okay. I'm 24 years old, turning 25 this year, and I'm struggling with loneliness. <laughs> Strap in, 25. <laughs> Six Jesus, months ago. Dude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, re- but really, it's going to be the worst year. Oh, my um, God. Six months ago, I decided to move to a new city to get further away from my neurotic mom. I moved to a city where I don't know anyone apart from my brother and into a job where I work completely alone. Uh, in parentheses, I work as a as a carer. I live in his home every other week, but he doesn't like to be bothered, so I spend most of my time alone. On top of this, I decided to end it with my boyfriend of five years. We dove into the relationship way too deep and way too fast. I'm expecting Steve to say something crude right about now. Neither of us had the life. Limey. <laughs> Neither She's of us for sure a limey. had lives of our own, and by the end of it, we had built up a good amount of resentment for each other. As a result, oh, it was a codependent relationship. Mm. Since these two things have happened, I have felt more anxious and alone than ever. I lost most of my friendships during my relationship but I couldn't stay at home to rectify that because my mental health was getting worse with having my mom always be around I can't believe the path my life has taken and I never saw myself being in this position I imagined at this point in my life that I'd have a solid group of friends a stable career and have a strong sense of self but none of those things are true for me right now I've tried to meet up I've tried meetup sites but I have such low, low self-esteem that I end up being extremely reserved and make people feel uneasy I see a therapist too but with nothing going on in my life it's hard to have anything to discuss and work on I guess my question is this you you guys seem like you have such a strong idea of who you are and you attract people because of that confidence you also really just seem like you don't give a fuck is that something you've always found was easy or is it something you had to work at i'd love to know if you have any advice for a person starting over and trying to make it on her own so this ended up being long i really tried to narrow it down i hope you answer but honestly it was cathartic for me to just write it (laughs) that good no pressure i love you guys and thanks for always making me smile jazzy okay Jazzy. jazzy you're a carer from the uk yes a carer um Here's some advice from mom and dad. Yeah. Um, okay, so first of all, like I said, 25, fucking worst year of my life. She's not life. 25 yet. What? I know, but she says that she expected to be in a different place at this time. Okay. okay. And what I'm saying is that so did I. What you're saying is Wait, you can, only got can further you down to go. Excuse me. Okay. Excuse me. Let's try it. Uh, at 25, I 100% feel you because you thought at this point in her life that she'd have a solid group of friends, a stable career, a strong sense of self. I thought all of those things too. I think everybody does. And I think very few people at 25 actually have those things. 
Um, I think we thought that it was going to be that way because of the shows you watch on TV where everyone seems to have their life together at 25 or like your parents being older and like when they were your age, they had, you know, kids and they were married and whatever it is. I think that we have a social pressure from the media that we consumed and the way that things used to be. And it's not necessarily the case now. I think we live in like it's a, in a different time. And I think that... Um, it's okay to not know at that age. You're still very young. Yeah, you're not broken. Yeah, the, yeah. That's that's my main thing. Is nothing that you said in there is is broken to me. I, I think that um, you're just a person like so many others who is unsure of where they're at right now. Yeah, and it's, it's amplified by feeling lonely because yeah. you don't have anyone to bounce it off of. So you think I must be the failure. I must be the broken one. I must be the only one feeling this way. And I will tell you right now. You are so not. Uh, I think, in fact, the, those middle 20 years are probably the hardest because you're so you're years away from college. Right? You, like college was over years ago, but you haven't figured out your life yet. And you're about to you're going to be 30 soon. And oh, my God, everything ends at 30. And so like you have this enormous pressure that you put on yourself to have to figure it out now because you, because you have to because you're old now you're an adult and you just adults should know these things and they don't no, <laughs> they, they, don't. Don't. they don't and there is not really a lot of guidance which is why we started this podcast where it's like man i wish someone would have told me this stuff when uh -huh. i was going through it um at, at 25 24 going into 25 i got and laid off my restaurant job i got sued by my talent manager i had no money i was ten thousand dollars in debt and i got into a car accident where i didn't have my car and it was it was honestly the worst year ever but also just that period of time i felt like i thought i would be so successful and have like a career and be like probably married and like talking about having kids and like all this stuff would happen and instead i was in the worst position i'd ever been in my entire life i was so lonely i was i went through a breakup of two years and uh, like you didn't have very many friends because of that that relationship and because of the relationship I had with my manager that sued me, he didn't want me to have any friends because he wanted me to focus on work and he was just very like oh, fucking oppressive person. Uh, but yeah, so it was completely the opposite of where I thought I'd be and that made me feel like such a failure. But then within like five, within a few years, everything completely turned around and that's just because you can rebuild and you can reinvent yourself and you can uh, decide what's important to you now, which might may be completely different to what was important to you back then when you set these standards for where you should have been by now, you know, and things change and, and you can reprioritize your life that way and just rebuild from the bottom, which is sometimes good. It's just like good to clear the whole slate and just start over. I agree. Yeah, I think... Uh... You're not broken, and everyone goes through this kind of thing. And uh, it's not to minimize what you're going through. I'm just saying that it, you're not it, alone. Yeah, and it gets better. And there's more people who feel like this than don't. I mean, even at the top, man, there's people who are shit shows that I know who are multimillionaires and they're complete and utter emotional nightmares, and like their yeah. lives are terrible. So, and I wouldn't wish what they have on anybody except for maybe their bank account. So it's just one of those things where you know you 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 always can look in the car next to you and go, man, they got it good and, and I'm I'm maybe I'm maybe heading the wrong direction. But nobody really knows where they're going. Nah. 
Also, I think everybody should be alone for like a year of their life. Like live alone, you know, get like get to know yourself, get to like you. Yeah. Because you said you've tried to go to meetup sites, but you have so such low self-esteem and you end up being extremely reserved and people feel uneasy. It's because you don't like you. You got to build something up in yourself yeah. that that is the center of your confidence. Yeah. And yeah, something sure. that makes you happy that you know that you can go home to. I also think that's the sense of home, building that sense of home, that the thing that makes you feel safe and like supportive that, that supported that you can go out and have an awkward time and be like man that was really embarrassing but then you get to go home and that's like a safe place for you i think that is something that you build by being alone there's a lot of good that comes from being alone that you can discover so um good luck to you i know it's fucking easy for me to say on the other side of things but i really feel like you'll find it and i feel like if you just accept what is like and don't go like oh no i should have been this or i should have been that no you're not that so just accept what is what's you have right now a lot to look forward to yeah but not after 25. next year after 25 <laughs> i think we've been very but I think clear you on need that. 25 in order to have a great 26 so look forward to two years from now <laughs> good luck thanks no not two years one year she's about to turn 25 year and whatever months yeah okay well good luck to you then yeah Good luck to you then. <laughs> You'll find it through. No, Don't no, write us mind. till then, though. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, next question. All right. Hey, Nikki and Steve. I'm 23 years old and just went through a breakup with my boyfriend of four years. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we would get married and be together longer. We always talked about our future, but it all came to an end about three weeks ago. I know I should move on because he is, but how do I feel better and get over him and stop crying? Love a brokenhearted girl. Girl, you just need to cry it out. Like, don't tell yourself to stop crying. Like, cry until there are no more tears left. Don't be alone. Whoever you have around you that you can lean on, you should lean on them and uh, because it helps. Like oh. that, those couple nights when you're sitting there or when you're laying there alone and you're looking at the ceiling and it's all dark in your, pl in your place and you're, there's nobody else there. Like that can be pretty nuts. So, you know, your mom, your dad, whoever, brother, sister, friend, anybody that you can go out with or do anything with, just try to be active and go somewhere and do something. Yeah, that and and also if you are going to be in solitude, exercise, like go for mm -hmm. a run, go t join an exercise class, Yes. Um, go to like a show alone. I know it sounds weird, but like there's something thrilling about going to a show alone, like Which going- show? Like a, a live show, like a concert or mm -hmm. an improv show, like or a stand-up show, or um, I guess you could, you could see a movie alone. That's not, not as fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> but like going somewhere alone where nobody knows who I am and I can just enjoy something and be alone. I don't know. There's something weird. It's like it opens up a different side of you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, fuck. You're going through a loss. You still care. They don't care. It hurts a lot. Cry it out, man. Cry it out. Watch feel good Netflix shows. You know, watch um, The Office. <laughs> yeah, work on yourself and, too, and, man. Um, yeah, and but like work out. Like yes, workout classes saved my fucking soul mm -hmm. when I was going through my last breakup, where it was just like nonstop crying. Oh yeah, like workout classes made me. It, I don't know something about the physical activity. It makes your physical body feel stronger, and so then mentally. And spiritually, you become stronger. And you have something to work on. You have something that, yeah. you're, that you're doing tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Yeah, yeah. Especially classes. Not just like going to the gym, but like 
if you sign up for a workout class specifically, mm-hmm. it's like you're held accountable and you you make sure you go. That's tight. I would go to ones that like I paid ahead I paid ahead of time so that if I didn't go, it's like I lost those ten bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope you feel better soon. Watch the movie Swingers. Broken Hearted Girl. The movie Swingers is a great one for. I haven't seen that yet. Breakups. It's a great film. Huh. All right. All right. Next question. We have. Uh, uh, let me. See. I don't know if she wants to stand on this. Okay, next question. Sup, guys? I'm having roommate problems. I'm 21-year-old female living in an apartment complex close to campus I attend. I have two roommates, one that I've known essentially my whole life. Let's call her Katie. And another one who is a new friend of Katie's. Let's call the new friend Jennifer. Katie and I have tried asking nicely and hinting at things with her, like about dishes and eating our food Let's without repaying. Let's call the new friend bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without repaying us. But she never really listened to what we were saying. She's recently started dating a boy for around four months now. He was over for 14 days straight, which included finals week. They are really loud and obnoxious people. So Katie and I finally had a sit down conversation slash conversations with uh, the noise while we were trying to sleep. She invited friends over the next day and they stayed till two in the morning. The boyfriend then started hanging out at our apartment without Jennifer. That's when Katie and I just couldn't take it any longer. We confronted Jennifer about this and she was so offended and she says she doesn't care about us. Then we had a final conversation two days ago about who needs to move out and then said you... Oh, and she said, you are mean people. <laughs> you, I don't deserve to be treated like this. Get the fuck out of my life and so forth. She kept contradicting herself the entire conversation and I've just given up on trying to communicate with her. I'm currently waiting on Katie to be able to clear things with her parents so she can move out with me. The thing that's bothering me the most, though, is not her inappropriate and immature behavior, but personally in general. Her personally, her personality in general. Mm. I feel like I have tried really hard to be a good friend and support her, but she flat out doesn't like me at all. And she even said that. And she just had this entire negative vibe to her. I'm just having a hard time dealing with these feelings of frustration because she is just going to have the same issues with the next new roommates. Her roommates from last year kicked her out too. She has a history of being uncooperative. Sorry this is so long. Thanks. Trust in my own home. She's done you a huge favor. Yeah. She let you know that she sucks as a friend. That's yeah. so kick-ass, dude. Well, and also, this isn't the friend that she's known her whole life. This is this new friend of a friend. Fuck that girl. Easy. You're never, like, literally, you'll never see her again. People don't have to like you in this world. Trust me. You'll be fine. Yeah, and I think this is actually a great lesson for you, that you're going to have to deal with people that fucking suck, and then you kind of have to figure out what your way, your solution of deal- going around those people are, or dealing with those people. What you're doing is what this girl has no capability of doing. You you get in an argument with somebody and then they say they don't like you and you're like, what did I do wrong? How did I earn this? Yeah. She's looking at you going, I don't like you, bitch. I don't like, fucking fuck like you. You. Good, fuck you. I shouldn't be treated like this. I had friends over till two, so what? At least I didn't have friends over till three, bitch, but I could have. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't take yeah. accountability for anything. And she doesn't, she says she doesn't care about you, you guys. You overtake accountability for the way people feel about you. So. You know, if only you could give some of that to her, but you can't. So she's she's shown you um, the battle lines, and it's time for you to step across. Yeah. Well, and cle- like clearly, she just doesn't respect you at all. Mm-hmm. It, you and those t- people. Now you can see them a mile away. Like, if anything, this girl has shown you characteristics of a personality that you don't want to be around. So when you see those personality traits next, you go straight the fucking other direction. You just cut it, nip it in the bud. And that's that's like a great. This is actually like really great for you that you found this at 21 years old. It's awesome. Because 
there are so many people like that mm -hmm. and toxic people they're just like succubus they just want to suck your good energy they just like they don't give a fuck about anything else but themselves and they just want to suck all your energy away and then make you feel bad like you did something wrong dude we had one of these we've had a couple of these yeah. but we had one of these man and shaking that off was one of the greatest feelings yeah i think we've ever had i don't know which person you're talking about but i agree <laughs> uh a friend of ours started a rumor about uh, that that we said some shit about friends of ours Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when we dusted this chick, yes. it was one of the best That feelings. was. It was it was so toxic. And this is a narcissistic quality, honestly. Yes. This person, Jennifer, is a narcissist and she doesn't have empathy for anyone but herself. So better to nip it in the bud. You're going to be dealing with a lot of narcissists in life. Now you can see the you can see it when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think you did the right thing. Um, good luck to you stressed in your own home. Hopefully you won't be stressed for very much longer. Yeah, get, uh, should be gone soon, I hope. Well, they're moving out. Her they're and Katie. moving out. Yeah, Perfect. her and Katie. Perfect. You guys are going to have such a blast. Yeah. It's going to be so much better. And now you'll know what to look for in the next roommate. Yep. It'll be awesome. Um, so yay. Yay for you. I'm actually really happy for you. And You, you that can even interview your next roommate. You're like, well, how do you feel about having people over, like seven people over at 3.30 a.m.? What do you think of that, bitch? <laughs> you know what I mean? And And, and then if they're like... Uh, I think that's great. Then you're like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, you're a Jennifer. Or if they're like, no, I think that'd be really weird. Then you're like, hi, you, the room's over there on the left. Let me show you. It's really nice. <laughs> all right. Well, those are all the questions we have for today. There are some left, so we'll have to do another another Q&A, ask us anything soon. If you have a question you would like to ask, feel free to email us anytime, podcast at Nikki.Limo. We'll get to all of them, even the ones about how do you wipe your balls, <laughs> apparently. That's very important, okay? <laughs> if you are a girl doing this, you need Jesus. to quit. You need to stop now. He's He goes on the fucking ring of the toilet yeah right okay we sitting get there it. with his fucking knees up steven we've no. got, been over it we were done Not with that question all right you can contact us anytime and also uh we can watch this video on youtube if you are listening to the audio version and you're like hey i wonder what these people look like feel free to come judge us judge Please, our appearances judge um nikki looks incredible there. oh shush i'm also here someone called you a hottie today that's true don't forget that I'll take the compliment. Yeah. And I'm we also, it. you can join us on Patreon. We have bonus episodes on Patreon. And we also have a live stream where we hang out every month and we make a drink and we have a really fun time. It's a blast. So, uh, check it's not that just out. the bonus episode on the Patreon. It's it's the shit the they don't tell you after, after dark. dark series. And it's me and Nikki. We and record it in a closet. And it's real. And it's it's everything that this podcast is. Yep. <laughs> but also and more. We drink wine Sexier. in a closet on the floor. What do you yes. think of that? I like it. Mm -hmm. Final thoughts? Um, Wipe from right front to back. Keep your heads up uh, out there uh, and your legs up if you're, uh, you know, keep uh, taking a dump with the toilet seat oh, up. This got really convoluted. <laughs> hey, that's what he said. Okay. Uh, also, rate us on iTunes if you're on there. Please. It helps stars. a lot. We love that. We love it. it helps us a lot. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.